Hi, welcome to Retrosonic Podcast. I'm Steve and I'm in Gothenburg with uh, Frederick Sandsten, who used to be in the soundtrack of our lives, and his ex-colleague Ian Person. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you for coming out today. So I came over first of all to see Ebert Lundberg's gig last night and I thought it would be nice to catch up as well with you and see what you've been up to since the soundtrack of our lives uh, ended. I mean, Frederick, what happened when soundtrack split? Did you carry on in the music business? No, not really. Well, I, saw, I, I worked for Gothenburg City with the, mm. as an event developer. <clears throat> well, I'm working primarily with, with music events. A big, big, oh, a big, bigger festivals yeah. and, and yeah. so forth. Yeah. yeah, to make them happen here in the city. Okay. Are you bringing bands into Gothenburg or, or? No, not really. I'm sort of more helping promoters and and people with ideas to make yeah. them make yeah. them to realize, make make them happen. You know, yeah. Help, yeah, help them in whatever it is you need help with in the in the cities. Mm. You know, permits and all of that. Yeah, promotion and help. Yeah. 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 So could you promote Gothenburg-based band, bands outside of Gothenburg, say coming to the UK or things like that? Or say, Ian, take him on tour to the UK to promote well, Gothenburg? Or? Actually, you know, this company, of course, has been around for many, many years. But what, yeah, my way I sort of got into this business in the first place was actually what we did with Soundtrack back in 2002, was that we brought a lot of British journalists over here. Yeah. A British label, Warner, I think, was paid for it. And then we took them over here for a weekend in Gothenburg and they just hang out with us and we showed them the sound and they had actually had quite a big media effect in in the British media and it was quite interesting you realise that you know a band like Soundtrack actually have a quite a it's a very yeah. big and we were very proud of our city you know we had Gothenburg logos on the yes. Yes. cases and everything you know it's sort of quite interesting that it's it's a very good way to promote a town very, music is one of the most yeah. it's, it's very interesting more than anything else yeah. I would say so so then back in the days, sort of, that sort of opened so my eyes got the it. idea. For yeah, that, and and, uh, and of course you get more and more interested in. And as and as we toured around the world, you get to know people. You know, when you're playing a band, you attract quite a lot of people from the, yeah. whatever it is. And you get to know people who work with these questions and stuff. Yeah. So you get to know people in Chicago, you get to know people in Helsinki, a little bit here and there. You know, so yeah. it's sort of. It was yeah. an interest that was always there. Because yeah. soundtrack always, in, especially in the UK, they had a, a a big support from the from the sort of music media. I yeah. thought, you know, I mean, critically, you're always really yeah, popular. Yeah. I know Andrew Perry is a big has been a big mm. supporter of yours over the years, and, and I think there was always a lot of press. And I, I remember when uh, you had press in your uh, in your studio, like Mojo magazine, they yeah. came to visit your, mm. your studio mm. as well. So I think it was uh, always good. You had the press on the side, the soundtrack, mm. yeah. the press and. Musicians, other musicians, other musicians, mm. Mm. but not the record buying. The general public <laughs> didn't like us that much. <laughs> well, yeah. no. that's true, isn't it? Because always yeah. there was always other musicians at your gigs, you know, yeah. in, in the audience watching you, yeah. and, and, yeah. and everybody, and, and music fans, who, who, I say music fans, you know, that knew their music, always yeah. a really well-respected band. And I said it's unusual for the music press in, in the UK to 
to really sort of get behind a band because you know they're very cynical. Yeah, we yeah. yeah we were a bit surprised every time we released a record and that happened. You know, yeah. you, you read about you know the enemy thing, bands went up like that and down like a rocket. But, but we were sort of a bit surprised when oh they liked us this time again. Yeah, you know, yeah. So. Mm. And, and even the last record, I think it was was it six out of six in yes uncut and stuff like that. Yeah. Really, uh, even though it wasn't a very big big thing, but yeah, yeah. going away in present. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. God, you know, we've got to be nice about this band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are the space you learn to know. We're as above and so. So you haven't really been playing music since? Have you, have you performed live with anybody? Well, I play with Ian every now and then. All right, yeah. When he yeah. gives me a ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so we, we did a talk with Nina, a per, person from the party oh, cool. yes. this summer, yes. for European dates, and yeah. then we, we really record. I helped Ian with some drumming on the oh, his latest project, so... Yeah. yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. And you're working on a solo record now, are you? Yes, well, I've been working on and off <coughs> since, like, yeah. 2012. Yeah. Uh, and then the last tour with soundtrack and then I worked on a TV production film (coughs) together with Talle actually the bass player of the soundtrack and after that uh, I've been producing this album with uh, a guy called Jerry Williams who's 73 an old uh, legend in Sweden he's been going on since sort of mid 50s so Frederick is on drums on that one and Talle is playing the bass Recorded at Keller Studio, oh, yes. and uh, the pianist is uh, guy placed on my yeah. on my solo band. So yeah, so that will be released in uh, after the summer. Single okay. before. Me, yeah. So tell us about um, Jerry Will- Williams because I, I wasn't aware of him, but apparently he's a, he's a really big star over here, isn't he? And yeah. um, as I say, going back to sort of like almost like rock and roll days, and yeah, 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 he was sort of. Yeah. In 62, I think, he released his first yeah, I album. I was 62, yeah. yeah. I think when we grew up, when me, when me and Frederick saw him on TV, it was more of a sort of, what do you call that, kind of uh, well, 50s... Uh, yeah, rockers music. Yeah, rockers. Yeah, rockers. Rock, yeah. Car, yeah. you know, oh, okay, yeah, 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 big yeah. cars and do 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 But, I mean, he started, when he started out, it, it, he had more of the uh, sort of Otis Redding... Yeah. 
oh, James okay. Brown in him, yeah. and mm. he, he toured with uh, Little Richard in Germany oh, okay, in the early 60s. Yeah. Told fantastic stories when he was at the uh, Apollo 63, 64 in wow. New York, and yeah. he was sort of yeah. <clears throat> me and my friend was the only white people there, and it was, you know. Uh, so he's more he's more of a soul guy, and he did a couple of albums in the late 60s with this. Mm. I think they're called Dynamite Brass Band or something. Mm. That Otis covers and he has okay. a very strong voice and yeah, yeah, he's got a great voice. I mean, because I've heard some of the stuff you've been working on with him, and it mm. seems like you're doing like a, a Johnny Cash yeah, style, they, they where sort you're of getting uh, him to come back and play contemporary or sort of rock songs that you wouldn't expect someone like that to do. Yeah, absolutely. We wanted to get him out of his comfort zone. Yeah, and uh, so the A and R for the for the uh, album is also an old soundtrack connection called Isse Ismail Sami. Yeah. Who released soundtrack's first single so he contacted oh, okay. me and wanted wanted me to produce this album and we talked and he said uh, his idea was to do a, a, a sort of Johnny Cash but mm. instead of having Johnny Cash uh, as a model we wanted Glenn Danzig okay <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about the production <coughs> Rick Rubin sort of very dry and, and yeah. uh, the voice very very close to you and uh, but hard. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be yeah. acoustic like Johnny Cash. Yes. Full on rock, but mm, sort of yeah. less is more kind of of a, yeah. of a vibe. Yeah, because you've. Um, I mean, tell us about some of the songs that you've. Did you choose the songs and then presented them to him and, and said? Yeah, we had <laughs> we had a fantastic meeting uh, about a year ago uh, at Issa's house, where we played these songs like. Uh, Ghost Rider with Suicide on max volume and it's, okay. it's you can't really listen to that <laughs> one that loud it's just like <laughs> and we'll listen to Gimme the Stooges and yeah. uh, whatnot. And <clears throat> so for him to be able to, to sort of grasp anything I had to do demos yeah in, in the sense that I wanted them to sound and send to him. Okay. So you didn't want to scare him with the, the originals then? No, he got the originals <laughs> as well but he was like I don't I don't think he ever yeah. listened to them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I did sort of scale, scale it down and did yeah. uh, simple demos yeah. for him. But he was, uh, I mean, he was uh, a good, uh, good sport and came down. Yeah. I mean, he never met any of us. Well, we actually met him. Oh, we, did, we, did, we did a few festival shows with him. Oh, you, okay. Yeah. And yeah. I think Martin Hedros played on his last record. <laughs> yeah, he was and the, oh, on really? his previous so, one. Yeah. 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 yeah, But that was more a traditional. Yeah. Mm. Jerry album. Mm, so, yeah, but yeah. we took it down to the studio and we recorded it sort of live mm. at the same time. <clears throat> He's feeling the sort of old school way of being an artist. Mm. You know, he, he was he was he was actually toured actually with the Beatles as well. Yeah, just when they around the Please Please Me period. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. But also, I mean, so he always had songwriters to write for him. 
Yes. And it's always been actually quite up to date, even since this yeah. dynamite brass yeah. areas. Era. So I would say that even though he's 72 years old, he's still, mm. he's still thinking very yeah. sort of... Hey, it's open to new ideas yeah. and he's sort of... Mm. Yeah. So you've chosen um, Ghost Rider by Suicide, you've done Gimme Danger by the Stooges. Yeah, Blood and Tears with Danzig, the a uh, version of Bad Moon Rising, but sort of yeah. in minor and slow, like an yeah. old gospel kind of tune. Yeah. We did Far From Any Road, which is the main theme from True Detective. And rise with me forever across the silent sand, and the stars will be your eyes, and the wind will be mine. With me forever across the silent sun, and the stars will be your eyes, and the wind will be my hand. And then I wrote four songs. For him as well. Okay, so you've got some of your originals on there. Yeah, well, we, I mean, we had more, and I did sort of, we, we were uh, closer doing a Silver Bullet song and a PJ Harvey song. Okay. But, uh, Quite an interesting mix of stuff then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sort of, it's, uh, but I wanted him to, it's his album, so I didn't want to just like, we're going to do this song and this song. Yeah. I wanted him to feel yeah. comfortable and sort yeah. of mm. getting yeah. into the song, so. And will this be released on a major label, or is it? Is it yeah, it's on record? Universal. Oh, excellent. Okay. Uh, in uh, uh, August or September, but the first single is going to be out. Yeah. Oh, in May, I think. And what will the first single be? That will be the Suicide cover, Ghost Rider. Okay. Which I think is uh, sounds great. He sounds really. He sounds dangerous. <laughs> And he's, he's, a, he's, he's not very tall, but he's, <laughs> he works out a lot. He went to the gym <laughs> every every day after the studio. And he also had his own, own set of recording. So you're standing like in a circle. Oh, so you're just recording live? Live, yeah. yeah live, live great, all the time. Yeah. So it's really, and, and everyone. Yeah. And no overdubs. You have to be on the Johnny Toast. Yeah. 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 And he sang. And he's singing live with you as well? Yeah, mm. live with us all the time. Mm. So we That's just great. kept rolling and did like sometimes we, and we did a Chuck Berry song as well uh, called Downbound Train which is sort of yeah. it's called the birth of goth music music it's a, <laughs> it doesn't sound like uh, Chuck Berry but we only did two takes on that one and some some we did not yeah. So do you have any plans to tour and do, or do some shows with him live to promote the album? Yeah I'm actually doing a uh, he's playing on a uh, at a venue here in Gothenburg like three nights a week the whole from September to Christmas yeah. so I'm going to be part of that band yeah and Frederick will you be no no well I don't know just with the recording yeah. 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 he had probably he did, he did <coughs> sort of a farewell tour mm. uh, for two years with his old material yeah. yeah so he but he's told some of the guys in that band that was a huge band Frederick mm. he told some of them that uh, he was going to do something new Mm. So now he called me and said, "Well, fuck, I shouldn't have told the others. Then I could have used this band." So yeah. he, he really enjoyed playing with us, and that we were so enthusiastic and sort of. Sometimes he, he, I guess he plays with people. Who, he said, "It's not fun to see them 
looking at their watch and wanted <laughs> yeah. to go home, you know, like studio yeah. musicians. Sort of. That was great. Well, I mean, I, certainly in the UK, I, it's just one of those names I, I never heard. Because he's using Jerry Williams as a... Mm. So I was thinking, oh, who's this? You know, not a Swedish... Because that's not his real name, is no, it? No, he has a sense of Swedish name. Swedish. He's actually yeah, Swedish, isn't he? So. Yeah. But, I mean, I, it's one of those names that you're thinking... Mm. When you mentioned it, I thought, I, I, just, not heard, I just haven't heard of the but name think, at all. So didn't you say they used a British... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a in the sixties and the seventies. Yeah, uh, wild yeah. angels, I think, yeah. or on motorcycles. Oh, fantastic! Mm. And they said that they were really fierce and <laughs> yeah. they were looked like <laughs> shit, but, uh, but they were really <laughs> sort of. Yeah. They didn't drink much, or yeah. they were, but they wanted to have the, you know, the, mm. the yeah. image. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I've seen pictures. They they look like mm. Jesus Christ. Oh, it sounds it sounds interesting. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I said I've heard a couple of tracks, and, and it's, it is intriguing. Like you said, it's it's the production on the. I, I don't know if they were rough mixes, but it is quite sparse. Yeah, but no, really but that powerful was and very, and very very powerful, and uh, you know, it's it's quite. And he's got a wonderful sort of baritone voice yeah. as well, hasn't he? Yeah. It's, it's a great voice. It works, especially on the studio's track because Iggy was always a good crooner, wasn't he? he always yeah. had that good deep voice. I think it works works really well. You know. Yeah, yeah, it was it's good fun recording. Give me danger, little stranger And I feel with you at ease Give me danger, little stranger And I feel your disease But there's nothing in my dreams Just some ugly memories Kiss me like the ocean breeze And you're uh, working on a new album, you say you're, you're trying to get the, the Pledge music... Um... Yeah, I'm uh, starting my Pledge on Monday, which is... Uh, what date? 30th? 30th, yeah. 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 Uh, just got my artist uh, Facebook up and running today. Oh, good. So yeah. Oh, yeah. That's people taking care of me, the Pledge people. Which is also funny, because uh, the guy who's the sort of... Uh, the, the head honcho in Sweden. Yeah. He was head of Warner. He was the one who signed. Oh, with the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. And one of the other guys was the first A and yeah. was the A and R for uh, Behind the Music. Okay. Album. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he's on there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so you're so asking people to sort of donate to help you with the. <laughs> Give the me motor. money, please. <laughs> so I can yeah. Buy him another drink, quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's quite interesting, and yeah. uh, you know they get to follow you all the way. You know, yeah. be, like posting films yeah. from the recording yeah. and uh, all sorts of. Yeah. So you got different stuff. packages that people can. Yeah, you buy. can buy a, a vinyl, a CD, yeah. or yeah. Uh, you want to put up one of my guitars there to really? to sell. That's been on tour and on a lot of. Oh, the IFK. No, that guitar. one. <laughs> Not the Gretsch. No, but. Uh, so how can people find out about your, your Pledge Music um, site? Is it it's on Facebook? Uh, it's going to be on Facebook, but you can go in on pledgemusic.com yeah. and uh, I'm going to be there. Excellent. And just like be yeah. in person. Yeah, sounds good. And uh, one of the tracks from the uh, the new album, are you going to release as a single or are you going to do any promotion around that? Uh, uh, don't know yet, really. Yeah. Cause I'm sorry, if this pledge thing works, 
then I own my own album, which is great. So then I can go out and oh, good. So you, choose yeah. a record company. You can sort of, yeah. Okay. Because yeah. it's, I mean, it's quite tough these yeah. days getting a record contract. Yeah. That is not a 360 deal. And yes. yeah. an old guy like me, they say, yeah. oh, Jesus, you're a bit old, aren't you? <laughs> Shouldn't you stay home with your kids or something? <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so it's a fantastic it's a good idea. idea. Yeah. It's, it, and and I, I mean, they, they actually, I mean, they don't give me money. They pay to get something yeah. in return. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully you can do sort of it's a good idea because I, th I think people now are music fans like that sort of intimacy you know I mean it's why I mean mp3s don't mean much to people anymore yeah. so there's go people are going back to vinyl mm. I think the box sets the deluxe packaging is now popular where you get lots of extras and things mm. I think that's what people are looking Definitely. for though and I, 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 this is a good idea you know and I think fans can follow yeah, but I mean if, if, if this thing was out when I was young I would definitely yes, have done exactly, sort yeah. of a yeah, thing yeah, yeah. It's a good idea. I mean, it's 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 all it's almost going one step further than an independent label, isn't it? It's just yeah. giving you total control of the rights of your music and absolutely. Um, uh, and then I you mean, just have to really worry about distribution. Yeah. Don't no. you? So it's great for these young bands as well. Mm. Yeah. Otherwise, are stuck in these three sixty deals where they yeah. they're even they're, it's like in the forties, fifties. And Frederick, you're in the sessions as well. You're playing drums on the session design well yeah every now and then no, but not on my album oh, mm -hmm. not on the album no, not on the album no, yeah. no. yeah. yeah. I sort yeah. of have a sort of a band yeah. very loosely but I used to sing piano yeah. 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 On, on the album Recently, you've been working on, or you've worked on a soundtrack to a TV series called Viva Hate, yeah, which has been shown on Swedish TV. Is it is it available on, as a DVD? Do you know? Or can uh, it will be. It will be okay. Because yeah. I've, yeah. I've seen it with English subtitles. Oh, good. Yeah. 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 And I heard that they are going to 
sort of edit it down to a movie kind of thing and oh, show it okay. on uh, yeah. film festivals. Yeah. Sort of mainly to sell it as a TV series yeah. yes. to other countries. Yeah. Yeah. And tell us a bit about Viva Hate. It's a story of like a young band in, in the 80s, is that right? Is it like uh, an indie band? Yeah, or? young band in Gothenburg, uh, early 90s, so oh, no, 93 yeah. Yeah. or uh, Four young in their early 20s, so struggling, and uh, I mean, it's all or nothing. For all the characters, in, in sort of, the, there are a few gangsters and yeah. and girlfriends and mothers and whatnot. Yeah. But it was, uh, I recognised myself in there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and the city, how it was. I mean, there were yeah. a, a few very rough cri criminal yeah. elements that were around <clears throat> the music yes. scene, sort of. Yeah. And. Uh, and you follow these guys from being sort of nothing yeah. and uh, quite, you quite, they don't play that well yeah. and in the end they actually sound pretty good. Energetic and really funny. Yeah. It's it's more of, of a this guy Peter Biro uh, has worked with like Matthias before yes. yeah. on up till camp and uh, it's been quite uh, more not as sort of humoristic as this one. Yes. So it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, you laugh a lot. Yeah. Like, mm. you know. And is it specifically you know is it quite Gothenburg based or you know because I know his work with Up Till Camp was very much about Gothenburg. Yeah, it's all filmed in Gothenburg. Mm, it, so it's, it's all very it much in yeah. Gothenburg. It's very much around, I would say, around the time before we just saw him Santa. Yeah. You know, you recognise... Yes, me, must, I, I yeah. was not, you saw it on TV, it was like, really, oh, what's a little like this? Yeah, I guess it was. So it's yeah. quite authentic. Yeah. 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 So very authentic. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that we were on, on the... Uh, the guy who wrote the script, Peter Biro, he was at... at uh, 
that sort of more of a punk side which we had left because we yes. were into the punk scene in the, in yeah. the late 70s yeah yeah and there was a new sort of punk wave that came in the yeah. late 80s sort of yeah. so he, he these characters are at those places sort of uh, these spots yeah. and uh, yeah. punk hangouts more of the political punk side of things yeah. yeah yeah and were you involved in sort of advising them about the scene or, or what it was like or was it just purely you're doing the music and no more how, how they acted on stage and what would okay. be uh, yeah. possible or not and how yeah. how it would sound and look like yeah yeah. It actually sounded a bit too good. We, yeah. we wanted it to That's sound right. worse. Yeah. But they said, no, but people won't understand <laughs> on TV. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But it was fun. I mean, we, we, uh, me and Kalle rehearsed with these guys for like two or three months. Because yeah. they, they, they couldn't play that well. Yeah. But it kind of formed them as a band. So in the end, they came in and were with swagger and all yeah. really... They acted like a band. So. Yeah. Were they were they musicians or were they purely actors or? Oh, uh, well, they... the the guy who plays guitar, which is sort of the centre figure, he could yeah. play guitar. Yeah. But the others couldn't really, so we had to yeah. fake it a bit. Okay. Sort of in. Uh, no, but he played the drums. We we had to pre-record because you they couldn't sort of do. Yeah. Yeah. takes for 16 hours we pre-recorded yeah. it in the studio and yeah. I had to edit it a bit but it's them playing so it sounds sort of yeah. and is there a soundtrack album released it's on, on it's on Spotify okay but then it's my drummer who plays the drums on that one okay. because I wanted it to be more as if they had truly been a band <laughs> yes sort of and it's oh, not so you've, you've just done your own versions of the songs that were used in the... No, I, I just edited away Edith, yeah. his drumming, put yeah. some new drums on and yeah. some overdubs to make it sort of as as the band had existed and recorded an actual yeah. album. Okay. So there's no physical product for people to buy. I know people have asked me, can we buy the soundtrack or CD or album? Yeah. But no. It's, it's out there on the internet, but not... To, no, not yet. Yeah. Uh, we'll see yeah. if I can get it out there yeah. somehow. It's all. It's all. Comes down to money, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has to, yeah, yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. So Gothenburg obviously plays. Has always played quite an important part in in the soundtrack of our lives. But obviously, you're not all. They weren't. The band members were not all from Gothenburg. But no. uh, um, in Karlstadt and Gothenburg. But Gothenburg to me always people always see soundtrack and Union Come as purely like a Gothenburg band, you know. Yeah. And it seems to play a really important part of you. And now obviously Frederick you're working promoting the city and Yeah, I mean I mean you mean back in those days when mm. this movie is all about the period I mean I, I grew up in the middle of Sweden mm. in a smaller town and I wanted to play music. Well where do you move? Well you move to Gothenburg because that's where it's happening, much more than Scotland. Oh, really? more than Scotland. Uh, even back in those days. And, and mm. I guess it's, it's still the same thing, but of course the mm. scene looks different. But when kids still move yeah. here to play music and yes. be around because of the festivals and everything that's happening more, in the more, clubs and, I mm. think if you wanna have a band, yeah. if you wanna be a session musician or yeah. sort of you mm. move to Stockholm. Yeah. There are yes. more opportunities mm. there. We, it's getting better. Mm. Like Kalle has a studio mm. and, yeah. uh, mm. and we start to sort of bring in work for yeah. Session mm. musicians as well, yeah. but it's more yeah. of a sort yeah. of yeah. city of bands. Really. Mm. Yeah, it, it seems to be. I mean, I, when I interviewed Matthias Helberg uh, a year or so ago, again, he's it was amazing how many 
the, the sort of pool of musicians from Gothenburg and how everyone seems to help each other out and play on yeah. each other's records. Mm. And, I mean, he was playing guitar with um, Hawk and Nelson, yeah. Uh, the Levy Stadium and he's playing guitar with them and then he's played guitar with Soundtrack and then you've got uh, it, it does seem like there's this fantastic pool of musicians that all help each other yeah it is yeah. and it's been around for quite a long time as yeah. well I mean Hawkan he started out in those days as a drummer and bass player yes and I moved on to be well maybe Scandinavia's biggest yeah. pop artist but yeah. outside of Scandinavia he's <laughs> not yeah. it's nothing but I mean in, in Scandinavia it's massive in, yes. in, in, and here's the record here the biggest yeah. arena okay. outdoor arena in Sweden yeah. 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 so I mean and, and, and that have come from the same sort of what do you say mold of yeah. growing yeah. Yeah. we, we all started out together and, and he was in uh, what band was he in was it Bruder Brudonia yeah. yeah okay um, yeah. and he was in a band called Honey's Cool yeah. who was Girl from Knife. Yeah, she was a singer. Yes, yeah, And they yeah. recorded yeah. a cover of Grand Canaria back in the day. That's right. So everything sort of together. Yeah. And they recorded with. And the first time I met them was when we recorded with you on Foshpan just down the street. Yeah. So it also sort of. That's right. Yeah. Together, yeah. 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 And he was there at Ebert's gig last night, Hawken, in the oh, yeah. at the backstage. I, mm. I don't really know his music because mm. again, because he sings in, in Swedish, doesn't yeah. he? Mm. He's not transferred. He hasn't transferred into Björn the UK. Olson, who was in Soundtrack writes his songs. Mm. Yes. Oh, okay. I knew he. And was. I played him. Yeah. I drummed most of his records. Yeah, oh so yes, I know you drummed. And I was going to say, did you play at the, at the Levy show last year? Were you, were you drumming with? No, him? no, no. No, it's my son's godfather actually. That's that. So we're all keeping it in. It really is. Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm yeah. a bit worried now. I've seen it. We might be sisters and brothers for real. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But I know because you know you're a big IFK Gothenburg fan, and we've done our podcast talking about the movie that you did. Uh, uh, football and uh, I won't say yeah, the, the football's the last, last proletarians, which was a which was a great little chat we had about the movie, and um, and then I met the directors. In, uh, in the UK with Glenn Hissen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a good chat about that and, and about Gothenburg. And, um, and you have your guitar with your, and your tattoo with Gothenburg. So, you know, it's, it's taking it around, isn't it? Now I've written two songs new for a new EF Corn album. Oh, really? For yeah. their fan club. Yeah. So that's good fun. Oh, excellent.
so Frederick, you moved to Gothenburg uh, just to, purely to, to get into the music yeah. scene. Is that why you moved? Yeah. Here? And you, what was the sort of first band that you, you played in when you, you came? Oh, it was sort of a local, <coughs> small band. I would say we never made it. But then I played a band called Witch Cream. Yes, for yes. about a year and a half or something. And then we then we split up, and then we met up. But yeah. we sort of knew yeah. each other from you know from the scene, sort of. Yeah, yeah. From yeah. so I mean, and that was yeah, it's twenty one years ago. Did you tour in England with? No, we played. In, we toured in America. America. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because mm. that was Jurgen Kremenes. Yeah, yeah, he was. He, a part of that. And he was. Was he linked to Union Carbide or something? Uh, he was the uh, sound man. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. On tour. And that's how you got to know about <coughs> Frederick's drumming. Was it through whipped cream or? Yeah. Mm. I think it was. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really sort of. Yeah, there was quite a few bands. Union Carbide was sort of the big band. Yeah. Stone Funkers as well was another band. Yes. Sort of into that. So I did an album with him. Mm. Stone, yeah, I mean, in people Amsterdam. always. Oh, really? That's two yeah. yeah. bananas. <laughs> that was. I can imagine the same. Actually, <laughs> think about studios. Just on the street was where we recorded our first record. Oh, was it? Actually? And it's now been uh, closed down, the studio. Yeah. It was a big thing in the local newspaper. Oh, was it? It's a big thing in the local newspaper. They're closing now Sound Oh, okay. There's nothing there now, so if I go on my rock and roll tour of. Then we'll be garbage. Garbage. <laughs> it actually is the size of a garbage can, the whole studio, so I, I can understand why. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to go and check that out then. You know. and we have some nice footage from there. When, uh, when we, we record a song in New Play, because there was a drum room, and it actually just fitted Frederick's drums, and then we stood on line. Yeah. It was so small, I mean, oh, really? it was 20 square meters. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm... And the amplifiers t- were in a completely different part of the house. So you could see okay. court lines, court guards. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. And it was quite freaky, there was all these speed freaks and yeah. Yeah. crazy people. Yeah. And we, we, we remember once we did a, in the studio, we did a take of confrontation cap. And the, the, the tape machine was just, yeah, just by the door. Yeah. And we were recording it, oh, this is this, this is fantastic. Yeah. And then I heard Toshton, <laughs> stop it, for fuck's sake. And then two of these you know, local drunks had stood up oh, and they fell into the tape machine. <laughs> 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 what? So is it if we can listen to one of the songs in the background, can we hear them falling over or something? Well, no, that'll do another take. Must be some bootleg somewhere. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. The sound effects are and this was before you started um, the Svenska Gramophone Studio, and the, your own studio, was it? Yeah, yeah. Well, not our own, it was Colours all the way. Yeah. He, uh, the first one was actually sort of a, a bomb shelter room we had, but he didn't call it anything then, I, I don't know. Hmm. Where we, we recorded parts of the third album, Behind the Music. Oh, okay. Part of that, and yeah. partly Musicamatic, who's yeah. a studio sort of in, in the same uh, area as the yeah. other one who's now yeah. at the garbage room. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so I don't actually he named the studio. No, he didn't. Because it, no, was, yeah. it was down by the harbour <coughs> as well. That's the original one, but now it's moved, hasn't it? Yeah, 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 it's yeah. 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 He, he bought so much equipment. Yeah. So in his bob shop room, we've, the last weeks, months, we couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't be heard. That wasn't like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. pack this stuff. And then. So is this why you got your own studio, just to stop drunks falling in and you get a bit of space? And you know. uh, Albert Kalle was always very interested in, yeah. in, in sort of mm. all the yeah. technique, tech, yeah. sort of the, the other stuff as well. Mm. And he was yeah. really into yeah. sounds and recording. Yes. 
Which was great. I mean, we would have been, we would never have been able to put out records yeah. if yeah. not for his studio because yeah. they would they're so expensive. Well, it must have <laughs> I mean, we, a were, lot, you know. we, we were in the studio for one and a half years sometimes. If yes, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I know, we were waiting for yeah, albums sometimes. I know, and we were waiting <laughs> as well. <laughs> so thanks to Caleb, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. the record mm. was yeah. But it must have helped you to become quite self-sufficient as well, Definitely. to have your own yeah, studio. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah, relying yeah. on, I mean, not just financially, but just the, the, the artistic mm. thing, like you said, you could take your time and, yeah. you know, it must have been a big help. Mm. Definitely. You know. I don't think we would have been able to continue as a band yeah. after behind the music. Yes. Yeah without that possibility. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, the studio that we just talked about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was only the studio we could actually afford in Gotham. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was the smallest one. We couldn't yeah. even squeeze in the whole band because yeah. it took such a long time to make the record. Yeah. You, you know, sometimes we started out in music Amatic, which was just about this big, good, real, good yes. studio. But we couldn't afford like a week and then we moved down. But I think it's now become one of the, must be one of Sweden's most well-known studios, isn't it? Yeah, Not it's just Sweden, yeah. it's, now, it's becoming an international yeah, studio, yeah, I mean, and you have so many international artists there, yeah. and, you know, it's, it's become really successful, isn't it? Mm. So you left Whipped Cream and then you you joined Soundtrack of the Lives. Yeah. So how, so how did they find you? How did, how did they did they did they pick you? 
from his pool position. Yeah, I played. I played. I said I played with some. Did some stuff with Kalle. Okay. And he, Kalle, got to know. Got, he and Björn were quite close friends yeah. at that yeah. time. And you, of course, and and I think Edward he actually lived in Poland. Yeah. yeah, he didn't do much. Me and no, Björn yeah. did like score music for a friend yeah. of mine who did do ski movies and mm. stuff. Oh right, okay. So yeah. me yeah. and Björn had a connection. Yeah. And then he got to know Kalle, and Kalle knew Frederick. And, mm. Okay. And, and we sort of had, uh, we, we just split up the band, and we yeah. Kalle said, oh, well, maybe we should go and see them, and then we met up. Mm. You, me, and. Tobbe, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but we met at a club, and that was sort of we yeah. had a rehearsal the last week after. Yeah, just sort of yeah. tried it out. Yeah, and you sort of got you moved, you moved to Gothenburg, and you found the band that was sort of designed for you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was what I felt. It was yeah. like you have all these people who understand yeah. how, not with any sort of discussion, I think, just by playing. That no. this is where it should be, you know. And you sort of and that was quite a relief to feel. So, yeah. so that was like, you felt like Bjorn in the first place really understood when he wrote something. Then you all, so you all felt the place. You yeah. fell, fell, fell into yeah. place, I would say, with yeah. the first six months of rehearsing. Yeah. And yeah. That, that was quite a great thing. Then you know that this, well, this is a band for me, right? Yeah. So, and, and that thing sort of, well, of course, I did loads and loads of system job works during the years, but yeah. that was sort of a thing that was always, you know, that's what, so when we decided to break up, it was like, no, I don't want to sort of. Yeah. Get into yeah. to something there was nothing can sort of replace yeah. what we had there. Music yeah. for me, at least. <clears throat> yeah, it must be difficult, you know. Mm. I think because I mean, as, as a music fan, I always think a lot, a lot of people say soundtrack <coughs> with a band that you wanted to be in mm. because they just you had everything, you know. You had all the, the visual side, the, the, the songs, and that. So mm. yeah, it's it, it's it was a, it's, it was a great band, you know. Mm. And it still leaves a, a hole for people. Mm. But, but but I think also I mean look, I mean we, we were six characters and everyone. Well, such had such huge egos, and that was probably yeah. why. I mean, no one wanted to step in the, in the first years. No one wanted yeah. to step behind. We all wanted to sort of show off each other, and sort of. Yeah. We wanted to be, as well as I mean, the band was in a way sort of bigger than individual. Yeah. Different individuals in many cases. We sort of always wanted to be. We want to be the best band around. We want, to, and everyone wants to be the, the best, the, the best band on stage. So everyone was <laughs> it was sort of. True, like, yeah. it, it was really the sort of attitude we had in many, many years. You know, the sort of then. But I think that's why you had mm. such an impact live for, for people. That, I mean, I, I don't know anyone that didn't sort saw you live that didn't come away thinking, "Wow!" Because mm. you know, when I saw you for the first time, and a lot of people I know, fans and friends, have said the same thing. That I mean, you. you Perfectly summed it up that everybody wanted the centre of attention. So, for, as a Frederick, as a drummer, you know, I mean, not many people will go and look at the drummer and go, like, bloody hell, look what that drummer's doing. And, and then Martin, as a keyboard player, I mean, I'd never seen anybody play keyboards like that, where he's yeah. almost like playing head, playing yeah. guitar yeah. <laughs> and he's standing up and head in the air and you're all jumping around, Martin, you know, and, the, and probably more when Matthias came with the visual side of the, the jumping around. And yeah, Bjorn, Bjorn was, uh, when he was in, he was sort of suppressing that. Uh, yeah, you should have moved. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, okay, oh, yeah, yeah, what the So, when Matthias came, we sort of said, oh, he unleashed the devil in all of us. It was like full yeah. on from that. But, but it was it, more fun. Yeah, it was. It was and it, was. It, made, it just made this amazing live experience. But it's it's like watching the Who, sort of. Yes, yes. Except, but then, then you have the bass player. Well, he's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Calais was always the quiet. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to have the quiet yeah. bass player. Yeah. Right? yeah. So. Exactly. 
And the Who was obviously big you were a bass player, weren't you? Yeah, I was yeah. a very quiet one in the background. <laughs> Yeah, well, and I, I think said, no, I just yeah. jump around. And, and I think I mean we all wanted the centre of attention, because, but also we were good at very much that we were never very good at jamming, you know, because we, we never allowed anyone to take the lead on the jam. Yeah, you see what I mean. So yeah. we always sort of throw it And some fact, just refused to jam. So he would have sat like that. It's a song I wrote a hundred thousand years ago It was a time when the earth was covered in snow Well, I was the ground and you were the sky Oh, it was so hard to reach you And I just wanted to cry Well, here's a song I wrote about 144 It was a time when I just couldn't take it anymore I had to split into pieces to get by It was a time of delusion To live I just had to die But what does it matter Found ourselves behind, around the, behind the music yeah. period. Yeah, sort of, yeah. That was sort mm. of we get more structured. Before that, it was yeah, yeah, the mishmash, match, yeah. Much. yeah, just yeah. booze, yeah, and and and, yeah. and and too much egos. You know, yeah. some yeah. we we didn't. But then we sort of we find we found the path. Well, we had to yeah. sort of mm. after extending revelation album. We sort of no one wanted us. And we were out on sort of sale in the record companies and that. Mm. No, well, you yeah. can have them for free. Your manager said, "Not really interested." <laughs> <laughs> so we sort of started from scratch again. Yeah. And, uh, and then behind the music was a big, the big. Yeah, hits, that was it, uh, sort of that sort of the peak for me anyway. The, the yeah. whole journey that lasted like yeah. three years, I think. Yeah. With uh, sort oh, of okay. getting great reviews when we. When we Thank you very much. Sir. I think in the in the UK, you know, behind the music was probably the big hit, and then I think in America, was <coughs> Origin became the, was probably the biggest yeah. in America. Wasn't mm. it? That was, uh, but we got the the, uh, the Grammy nomination was behind the music. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 So yeah, the whole. But it all started out. It all happened when when the British press yeah. recognised the album, yeah. and then it sort of started happening in America. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it, 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 that was sort of quite a relief because, as Ian said, you had this, nah, you know, are you really going to keep on going with the man? You know, that was that in Sweden. Yeah. So is that bad in Sweden? Yeah. And then we had this great news and all these British musicians that the Swedish press was sort of looking up to. We started to pick our record and the yeah. way this guy started to pick it and, yeah. you know, the, Bobby Gillespie, all those people. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you're really, you're really making it over there in England. Yeah. yeah. And, and all of a sudden it was a classic rock album and it's all worked yeah. out like not that great no. news in Sweden so if, yeah. I actually found the press book the other day and it was like 2 out of 5 3 out of 5 and, oh, okay. uh, yeah, and you saw the British reviews and it was 4 or 5 yeah. stars all the time yeah. and that's sort of but then when we did the tour mm-hmm. after they've seen the English mm-hmm. ones we all got 5 stars for five everything stars. Okay. <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> so, yeah so I think we actually got in on, on, in Sweden I'm talking about the Swedish charts around yeah. 16 or something yeah and then a few months later it was number 3 Oh, just because it was a British press. It had, had oh, so that came, okay. So yeah, it had came such huge impact. So it just came the other way, you know, because mm. I mean, we, a lot of people thought that you were a big stars in Sweden. Yeah, we were aware, but we were not really sort of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the thing is, when you decided to call it a day, you know, you, it was... Uh, again, did, did you have any, any idea, that, as, as music fans, I know, because obviously you're all big music fans, but was it something that you wanted to do as a band to finish when, when you did, when you, when you were still sort of getting along quite well, and you, yeah. you, you just had a, you released a great album? So for some people it was a bit of a strange time to finish, because it seemed that you were, you were picking up again, you, had a, you were back in the, in, the, in the public eye, the gigs were good, you know, the, the, the atmosphere seemed good around the band. But and that, then, that was all due to that we had said that called it quits okay. one and a half year before. Oh, so that all came afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so <clears throat> we were, I think we were on tour in San Francisco and we had yeah. a meeting. Yeah, we said, oh, so what are we going to do? Mm. This isn't really any fun anymore. And we need to do something. So, but I mean, I, I remember we talked about having a break for like three or four years because we hadn't had that. And we wanted, all wanted to be able to do something else. Yeah, yeah. And we thought about that for a while. And then I think we were in Germany or somewhere mm. on mm. tour. Mm. And then we decided, okay. Yeah. We're not going to take it, we're going to call it a quits, but we're going to do, yeah. we had quite a lot of songs lying around, yeah. let's do an album with that, and, yeah. and a proper tour, and yeah. sort of end up, end with a bang. And yes, it was, it was good, it went, it went well, didn't it? And then, you, you know, to finish with a, the sort of weak residency at the Surda Turn in Stockholm, yeah. you, you mm. played all the albums one night, you know, the first album and the second album, it was a great touch, you know? Mm. It, was, was, it was a really fun. good... Uh, that was mm. a good... Let's talk. Because yeah, we, did, we didn't have to talk about what we're going to do next, and we mm. have to set money aside to do yeah. an American tour. We are blah blah blah. We could just like focus on enjoy it and mm. yeah. enjoy playing live as we used to. And I think musically, yes. we, we actually were, we were, you know, well, of course, career-wise and sort of. But we, we had the first record, which was a beat, and then behind yeah. the music, of course. And then I think we really, well, as well as the joy of playing music mm. and commercially and everything, I think, and then the last tour was really good as well. Yes. And then, as I said, it was really fun to play again. It wasn't, mm. yeah. it wasn't the struggle. It was just pure joy for the last six so, months. I mean, to be honest here, I mean, did you ever feel like, did you ever have any regret that you made that decision when you were enjoying it so much? Or did you, was everyone quite sort of... I think we all realised that we had so mm. much, that we had 
such a great time because we knew there yeah. was there was an ending to mm. it. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So the pressure's off. Yeah, and yeah. sort of scary as well, of course. I didn't yeah. know what to do. You know. yeah. A loss of identity. Yeah. After a while, you sort of, and I, and I could sort of feel with people who lost their jobs. I mean, mm. it was. Quite a lot of people who lost their jobs at the time, having the same job in 20 years. I was like, I'm just saying, I just had a yeah, different I job. Yeah, I suppose it's a good point in a way. I didn't really have any, any, anything yeah. to do yeah. for like yeah. six it's, it's, or eight it's, months. It's an interesting point, because I don't think, yeah. again, as fact, you, you think about it like in that way, you know, that you've, you're leaving a job, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Not the fans want to know about being abandoned as a job, but of course it is, you know. But and suddenly you are facing. It was my income change. anyway. It was yeah. sort of yeah. put yeah. food yeah. on the table, so yeah. it was a yeah. bit actually a bit scary, but yeah. good for me, I think, to sort of mm. yeah, yeah, be in charge again and sort yeah. of yeah. let my own brain. Yeah, <laughs> my brain started to work again. Yeah. <laughs> but which I have to sort of. Yeah. It, it was quite easy, just like tagging along. And, yeah. Well, there's a new album, and blah blah blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So after that, did you find moving into sort of movie soundtrack work? Do you enjoy that side of it as well? Because you're again, you're not. Yeah, I, I love it. I think it's sort of a, a challenge to do it. But I had done some before doing soundtrack. Yeah. So hopefully, I can continue with that. And, yeah. Yeah. And now producing. Yes. Yeah, really good fun. Are, are you producing any bands at the moment? Then you've got any? No, with that Jerry Williams. Oh, just the um, Jerry Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you like to do more production for other bands? Or the, uh, yeah, definitely. Good time. And now my album. I mean, it's my expect. I'm, you know that you're not going to sort of have the same career as so yeah. That's yeah. the soundtrack and yeah. being able to sort of have that as a steady income. Yeah. But I, I think it's. I, I wanted just for myself at least to do one proper solo album. And yes. Well, you if, did. If not, show that I can write songs and yeah. maybe write songs for other people. And yeah. yeah. Cause, but then you did Diamonds in the Rough, which was uh, originally that, that was meant to be a soundtrack was, as well, wasn't no, it? No, that, that yeah, yeah. But that that was the actual TV series was cancelled yeah. in the last week of yeah. of uh, filming. Then I released the music because I mean I, I thought it was a shame to just let it lie yeah. around. But that works as an album. It does, know. but it, it it wasn't sort of my. Yeah. Choice of, of songs for yes. my first solo album. It was yeah. songs that were made for, made for the TV for the TV show. But, um, it was good. And, uh, it was a, a stage in the band that was. Yeah. I was. I wasn't feeling too good. So, but I took the rest of the band besides Emma. Oh, because did you play on that? As well? Yeah, they played on that. So we were in the same studio. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just in another yeah. room. Yeah, but the sort of soundtrack session were yeah. on for the day. We didn't have record. Yeah. <laughs> But it was, I think it was a good distraction for the band yes, at the time, because yes, it was during Origin and the pressure was on, the American record company was yeah, there and yeah. wanted to hear the singles and blah blah blah.
Frederick, are you interested in the production side of things for bands, or is that something that never really... My hearing is too bad. Yeah. I've been <laughs> drums with this band for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> I can't hear the high notes. No, no, but I said, well, no, not, re- not really. I'm, yeah. I'm sort of I'm focusing on... In a way, I mean... I'm, uh, but, uh, when I started in soundtrack, I, uh, I played with the sort of the best guitar player, the best songwriters and everything. Yeah. So I thought, well, I focus on the drums then. <laughs> that's what I can do. <laughs> and that's sort of, it's the same with the production thing. I had so many great producers around me and everything. So if I can do something, uh, you know, I can sort of focus on on the percussive, percussive thing. Yeah, that's why sort of I, I choose him and Kalle as well for this production, which was my first big production and everything yeah. that you... Mm. And we know each other so well musically. So yeah. I mean, we we're sort of a, a, a wrecking crew. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think yeah, we don't know for how, how many hours we sort of to play together. I mean, it's, it's, and also, I mean, we started up. I didn't pick up the sticks until we actually were asked to play the Nina show. Mm, yeah. The person here, we got from Brooks and Tony Torkis. And it took, it took, I don't know, 25 minutes, and we were on, we were on it again. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, we could sort of do it. And that was quite a different kind of music when we actually played together. It's much more sort of structured and laid back, and with, with the, you know, click tracks and everything. But we sort of we managed to put that together as well. And then we went into the, yeah. the Jerry session. And so we sort of easily click together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I'd like to say thank you very much for taking the time today to talk thank to me. You. And it's thank nice you. to catch up on what you're doing now and that you're still going strong. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we look forward to your new album, Neil, or your two new albums. And, and Frederick, yeah. and good luck with promoting Gothenburg. Yeah, thank you. Great city. And, and thank you very much indeed. Hope to see you soon again. See you soon. Yes, thank you. you enjoyed our little chat with Frederick and Ian for more info on Ian's solo album uh, please visit uh, facebook.com forward slash Ian Person official and there are links on there to the Pledge Music site where you can go and uh, get involved and also links on the new forthcoming Jerry Williams collaboration if you're missing soundtrack of our lives which I know a lot of you are uh, don't forget Retro Man blog uh, where we've got lots of archive material on soundtrack of our lives over the years including reports reviews interviews Loads of exclusive Paul Slattery photographs and much more. Uh, we've got some great Retrosonic podcast specials as well, uh, with interviews with Matthias Balliet, where he talks about Freefall and his movie soundtrack work. Uh, Ian as well, where he talks about the IFK Gothenburg movie, and also Matthias Helberg and other related soundtrack material. So thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time. <laughs>